0: What is up everybody welcome to the Mac vs Zach podcast you already know the deal it's Gerard Placido alongside
1: my Anthony Placido
0: and we apologize for the inconvenience of our scheduling we still got to work on that part but bottom line we are here and we are absolutely ecstatic to discuss our teams and give you guys a preview of their matchups heading into week five but before we do that Merry Christmas all Jet fans The New York Jets are one in three. And I don't know what I want to say to you. New England Patriots have the same exact record as the New York Jets sitting at 1-3. and three. The New York Jets coming off of an electric win, a very Jettish win heading into overtime, having to rely on a miss field goal from Fat Randy. To seal the game, New York Jets nonetheless do take home the victory. They head to London one and three. They will take on the one and three Falcons, which we will be breaking down in just a second. But Mark Anthony, before we get to that, how do you feel that the New England Patriots have the same exact record as the New York Jets?
1: Kind of surprised, but then again, our our team is not that much different from yours. we're, we're young. Usually, we're old. But you know, I was I watched that game. I was happy that you guys won, but I was sad because my team lost, but hopefully we win against the one and three Houston Texans come in on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I appreciate you being happy for me, but I I could care less what you guys do. I'm happy that you guys are losing. I'm over being nice to the Patriots or nice to any team. It's our time. One and three. Listen, it's a, it's a three-way tie to who, who could finish last in our division. Right now, it looks like the Dolphins are falling apart with Tua being absent. New England Patriots are one and three. I think they'll right the ship eventually. And the New York Jets are one and three heading into an injury-riddled game against the Atlanta Falcons in London, which we could very easily heading to the bye at 2-3. You guys got the Houston Texans, so it could very easily be 2-3. and three. And once again, we'll be having the same conversation next week where both of our teams have the same exact record. With that being said, though, let's talk about a little bit. We're not going to go in-depth about that Jets vs. Titan games or the New England Patriots vs. Uh, Bucks games, but let's give our personal opinion and personal takes on those games. Would you like to start out first? I mean, that's with the marquee matchup of the week. Tom Brady heading back to New England. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the New England Patriots in what I thought would have been almost a blowout, but it was very, very close. You had a very high chance to win at one point, and, you know, just couldn't get it done. But you probably have to be happy, at least. There's no such thing as a moral victory, but this one's definitely the closest thing to it as the New England Patriots did only lose 17-19 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: I agree with that. You know, we, our, our team played the best game of the season so far, even though we did lose to the Bucs. But we made Tom Brady have his worst game of the season so far. He didn't throw a single passing touchdown, and I felt like we did everything, like like, well on defense to hold this high scoring Bucks offense. But we just couldn't get anything done with our offense, so that's why we lost the game.
0: So what were uh, Mac Jones' stats, really quick? He was he
1: didn't play. He played a good game. Thirty-one for 40, two, two seventy-five yards, two touchdowns. He did have that one pick. But you know he's a rookie i'm proud of him how he played definitely bounced back from the new new orleans saints game
0: so he must have won rookie of the week right No. who won it then
1: zach wilson excuse me zach wilson that is
0: correct zach wilson did finish a top of all the rookie quarterbacks winning rookie of the week amongst all rookies that the award could go to anyone jamar chase killing it in uh over in cincinnati it could devontae smith he's flashed but who this week again?
1: Zach Wilson.
0: That is correct. Zach Wilson. He went twenty-one of thirty-four, two ninety-seven, two touchdowns, one interception. Really should have been zero interceptions. Corey Davis slipping on a uh, a deep in route caused that was that looked like what was a timely throw incomplete and Aussie right into the hands of the defender. But with that being said, it was an electric win and a win that almost felt like a New York Jets Super Bowl for what we've been accustomed to watching. Ah, uh, which is utterly utterly poor, played football. Ah, uh, we put up twenty seven points, like I said before, and we we got it out. We fought hard. Um, we delivered on all sides of the ball. defense played their minds off. Ah, uh, Quinn and Quincy Williams, both, you know, becoming uh, some sort of dual threat for the New York Jets defense. and Robert Sala. Really, coaching. I think one of his best games, all on all facets of the ball. I think offensively, we were clicking and got into a rhythm, and a, and you could definitely tell we had a game plan heading into it, and we did. Uh, defensively, you could say same thing. And overall, I am super, super pumped. I am happy, and I am super excited heading into this Sunday. And am fully aware that that happiness could lead to heartache, as although the Falcons are one in three. They are a good team, and you never know with the NFL, any given Sunday. I don't think anyone on you know the quote-unquote pros over at NFL Network, CBS, Fox, etc. had us even standing a chance against the Titans, even with their injuries to Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. But I'm super happy, super excited. Um, it was like Christmas when we won in overtime. I thought, how Jettish would it be for the New York Jets to play their hard outs to play sufficient football on all three sides of the ball just to have Randy Bullock, Fat Randy, come out and give us not a loss, but a tie in overtime. I mean, I don't even know how I would feel after that. I would be super pumped uh, seeing how Zach Wilson played that game and how our offense played and our defense played and how our coaches coached that game. But boy, would that feel like just major heartbreak there. But we don't have to worry about that. It's glass half full, not glass half half empty. The Jets do go to 1-3. and three. And with that being said, before we fully get into this preview, as we will preview this game first, do you have any closing remarks just to close out Week 4 and uh, for your New England Patriots?
1: Uh, it, was, it was a tough week, you know, facing the defending Super Bowl champs. I didn't expect a win. In fact, I expected us to lose by a lot but once once again i'm happy how our team played but it's early in the season just on just on to houston hopefully we get our second win of the season there
0: and what time do you guys play this upcoming week
1: play one o'clock at houston so we'll wait this
0: game so i guess it only makes sense for us to go over the new york jets game first not only because i'm super excited for this game and riding all momentum and still on cloud nine from our victory uh, but it makes sense because we have the rare occasion where the New York Jets will take on the Atlanta Falcons, not in Atlanta, not in New York, but in London, the UK, uh, and it will take place 930 a.m. over here. Wake up, get your coffee, get ready, start the morning off right with the New York Jets. And we have some fantastic news uh, as Jet fans heading into this game. Now, first and foremost, uh, foremost, I I don't know what I said there. First and foremost, excuse me, before we really dive deep into this matchup, I want to disavow, disavow, excuse me, as fellow Jet Patriot sport fans, that we do not root for injuries in any sports. Is that correct?
1: It is correct.
0: But I'm not going to apologize for them either, and the reason I say that is because. The official injury report is out, and let's say it is very similar to last week. Now, like I hinted at before last week, the Tennessee Titans were without their top two targets on offense. Other than Derrick Henry, they're missing A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Listen, injuries happen in all sports, and not for nothing, being totally unbiased here, the New York Jets have got the the super short end of that stick week in and week out, season after season. So I am not going to apologize uh, for getting a win over an injury-riddled team. And it. I'm going to have that same mindset heading into this week because I'll get into the injury official injury report in a second, but it's very similar where they're missing their top two wide receivers for the Atlanta Falcons. Now for the New York Jets, we'll start the injury report right here. We got safety. Adrian Colbert will not play with a concussion. Officially out. Tyler Croft is officially out due to a back injury. Marcus May dealing with that ankle injury and other off-field injuries, you could say. He's officially out. Jeff Smith, the wide receiver, is out. Uh, Brandon Echols should be good to go. He did leave the game last week with a concussion. Nathan Shepard, the defensive lineman, should be good to go. Did log a full practice this past Friday. Um, he's dealing with a bit of a knee injury. Denzel Mims had an illness. He was a full participant on Friday. He's good to go. And Elijah Moore, the rookie sensation, or what we hope to be the rookie sensation out of Ole Miss, will be back to beat up on that horrible, horrible Falcons secondary. Now for the Atlanta Falcons, we got Marlon Davidson is a D lineman. He's officially out. Russell Gage, what I think is a wide receiver too, before you know, Kyle Pitts really starts to develop into his own. He is officially out. Their wide receiver uh, one. This is the killer, Calvin Ridley. He's out for personal reasons. Uh, did not even make the trip to London. Obviously officially out. Eric Harris is a, is a, excuse me doubtful with the calf. That would be a huge injury. It, along with one of their starting corners, Avery Williams, is doubtful with the hamstrings. So calf hamstrings, you don't want to mess around with those. So we'll see. We hope for those, the sake of their those players and their families that they're okay. But as a New York Jet fan... I will not be super sad if those guys are forced to miss. Now, Mark Anthony, looking at that injury report and hearing me read off those names, how big of an impact does those two injuries in uh, particular to uh, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage have on this upcoming matchup for the New York Jets?
1: That's a huge impact because, A, the cornerbacks will have an easy job like Weiss Hall had last week against the Titans with them missing their two starting wide receivers. And how and it makes life easier for your defensive coordinator to just um make a game plan for Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson because my opinion those are the two you know big we- big weapons other than Calvin Ridley and Russell Gates they have so I, it's a huge impact for that game.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, um, anytime you sign a marquee free agent in Julio Jones, you expect him to do big things. Along with AJ Brown, who were accustomed. To doing big things on the field so i uh you know definitely was super relieved when i saw that those two were marked officially out last week and i had that same feeling heading into this one i mean calvin ridley is off to an okay start to his standards it's not his best i would imagine but he is a difference maker especially against a young like you said a young uh, secondary for the new york jets this is big uh, Robert Sala won't admit it. No one will admit it on that uh, on the New York Jets sideline. But not having to worry about those two definitely um, could help out a lot. I mean, outside of them, you you got who? You know, Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson, who's come on as of late. So we'll see. If we could get it done against Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, who I view is better than Matt Ryan at the moment and at you know their point of their careers, um, I think we could get it done against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, but with that being said, before I get into the three keys to this game and how they can get the dub over in London, uh, we do have some news regarding the New York Jets player, John Franklin Myers. Congratulations to him and the Myers residents as John Franklin Myers agrees to a four-year $55 million contract extension. I absolutely love this move. Uh, Joe Douglas, we raised questions about him in our first episode, uh, his 2020 draft class, some of his decisions to you know, not be as fast as you would like a GM to be in a major sports market to rebuild a team, but this is a step in the right direction. John Franklin Meyer is a young player who has flourished so far under Robert Sala's system, um, a player who, if he were to head into the open market, I think would make something close to this or even more. I'd imagine even more by the time the season ends and his age is a major factor in this. So you want to keep a guy like this who's been a part of um, uh, a culture reset and a guy who you think can lead this team in the right direction. So I'm ecstatic about this move. Uh, kudos to Joe Douglas. Now, with that being said, three keys to the game, Mark Anthony. I got my number one key, and that is to take advantage of the Falcons' injuries. These guys, they all get paid, right? They all get paid major money. They are all in the NFL for a reason. Is They all make up the extremely minuscule percentage of of, you know, average Joes who could become professional athletes. Um, they're, they're superstars, no matter who you are, no matter what name you got back on the back of your jersey, and no matter how many commercials you're in, you're in the NFL for a reason. With that being said, you subtract Calvin Ridley, you subtract Russell Gage, and you subtract those two aforementioned defensive players who could possibly miss the game with hamstring and uh, excuse me uh, calf and hamstring injury, um and it's gonna make a big difference i don't care who you're playing i don't care how good you are i don't care if you're 17 and 0 or 0 and 16 heading into week 17 uh with zero wins with that being said no matter who you are you're gonna be feeling a little different when you know you don't have to play the other team's best player let alone their top two best players excuse me um so these injuries are definitely huge, and you want the New York just to take advantage of it. You want to see their young secondary carry the momentum they developed last week. Uh, you mentioned it before, Bryce Hall having a standout performance. Michael Carter, really off to a fantastic start as a rookie cornerback. And Brandon Echols, you hope he makes a uh, a full go and full turnaround and could play this week in London. That would be an awesome experience for the rookie. Um, but you want to see these guys really take advantage and, and start learning how it is uh, how life could potentially be without Marcus May. Uh, so the best way to do that is to play a wide receiver in core that is injuries uh, that is injured. and you focus on the run game, you you let the Atlanta Falcons beat you with Cordero Patterson and if they do that, then they deserve the win. Uh, second point, do not turn the ball over. The New York Jets won last week, but Zach Wilson still had an interception. I don't want to see the ball placed on the ground or in the hands of the opposite team. I think Zach Wilson has a lot to grow off of and a lot to build upon after that last performance. But there are throws that I'm sure he even admitted that he wants back. I mean, he had a throw to uh, Ryan Griffin to close the game out. And it just, it was overthrown and sailed. I don't know if he was jumpy, if he was excited, he was... Uh, All momentum and adrenaline was heading his way, obviously, as he had a chance to close the game out. But you want to see him make better decisions, be a little bit more accurate with the ball, keep the ball out of the hands of the defender, and leave London, head back to the U.S. without any turnovers. Leave the turnover bug over in London, come to America with nothing but a win. Um, I think the best way to do that is if this offensive line continues playing. I think they're on an upward trail. Um, They're doing well without Makai Becton. I, obviously I'm not going to be one of those who jumps in the camp and say, oh, we're better without Mikai Becton. No, Mekhi Beckman's a beast. He's a first-rounder for a reason. Um, and, you know, we've seen flashes of Makai and what he could do when fully healthy, and he's a monster. But with that being said, we're making up for his absence, and we're protecting Zach. We protected him very well last week. We got to that provided a spark plug for our running game. And when you get to run the ball and the defense – doesn't have to kind of single you out and only play your pass game because you can't establish your run game. You're less prone to turn over the ball. And I hope we carry that momentum heading into London and the ball stays only within the hands of our receivers or the hands of our running backs. Now, my last but definitely not least uh, key to this game is definitely a key you could kind of apply to the season in general, and that is to head into our bye week next week with momentum. The New York Jets all over social media, uh, New York radio, WFAN, uh, New York spa- sports shows, uh, even ESPN, you know, nationwide sports shows. They're talking about the New York Jets. They're raving about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson winning uh, rookie of the week. You want to carry that good juju, that the good vibes, the good momentum with another win, heading to the bye with, you know, have all players on your in your locker room with a glass half full feeling as you head to New England to take on what could be, you know, a pretty even, excuse me, even matchup between New England record-wise and the New York Jets. And this is what you want to see as a young team. You got to win early on in the year. As a young team and a young coach, can you guys ensure that you won't be complacent? And will you continue on and carry that momentum into the following week? Granted, this is in London. This isn't in the U.S., so that adds another layer uh, to that question. But you want to see if they could, you know, function as a organized group and do what a competitive team does in the any sport, any league, NFL, NBA, uh, NHL. You, they see them string together wins, go on streaks, uh, and that's all momentum driven. That skill and that's also momentum. And I think as a young team. Especially in the New York market, momentum is everything. And you definitely hope to carry that inside to London and back on the plane over to Florham Park in New Jersey. Now, Mark Anthony, those are my three keys. Let's get into quickly with your three keys to the game and your preview injury report, etc., with your upcoming matchup between your beloved New England Patriots and the Houston Texans.
1: To start off, uh, injuries, we have... No surprise. Trump Brown missing his third game of the season with a calf injury. He's out, and also our starting White right guard, Shaq Mason, is out too with an, an abdomen abdominal injury. That's how you pronounce it. Abdominal. Yes. Close enough. And then you know, Sean Wade, our cornerback, he's he's out with con- concussion. The Texans, you know, Deshaun Watson is not in- injury related. We all know why. And Rex Burkhead, running back, is out with a hip. And we have wow, we have a lot of questionable players this week. Three of our linebackers, Jawan Bentley, Kyle Van Noy, and Ronnie Perkins, they all have a groin injury. Kyle Duggar with a hamstring, Cody Davis a knee, our kicker who cost us the game, Nick Folk with the left knee, Jonathan Jones an ankle, and Green Goblin Jalen Mills with the hamstring. For the Texans, only has Danny Amendola with the thigh and our old white right tackle Marcus Cannon with a back injury.
0: Now, before we, you break down, you know your thoughts heading into this week. Do you really think Nick Falk lost you the game? Uh, I think... I mean, it was a monsoon out, and you guys kicked from, what, the f- 56 yards away? I think we should Fourth should've. and
1: three? It was fourth and three. We should have gone for it. I felt like I had trust in Mac Jones. I don't know what Bel- Belichick or Josh McDaniels, they were thinking. It was crappy conditions, and he hit the left upright, and it doinked out. I didn't get the play call. It's what I was last week, but yeah. But
0: you know it's crazy... You would think as Bill Belichick seeing Tom Brady march down the field as your quarterback against other teams, you would think your first time coaching against him, you would make the decision that ultimately prevents that. And even if you you know, make that field goal, Brady still has more than enough time in Brady's world to march his team down, especially the Bucs who have all the offensive weapons they have, even without Gronk, to potentially score and break your hearts in casual Brady fashion.
1: Yeah, I don't know what Belichick was thinking, but we didn't have to worry about Brady going downfield on us because we missed a field goal anyways, All had to do was take a knee for that game. But going into, you know, the Texans game, my first key factor is just like we did against Zach Wilson week two to force pressure on their rookie quarterback, Davis Mills. And if we could make him play how he did against the Bills, which he had four picks and under 100 yards passing-wise, we will definitely win and get and score touchdowns, which we have been lacking recently with our games. And if we keep getting turnovers, keep scoring, we definitely win this game by a lot. I'm not worried about this game, but whenever it comes to the Texans, we always lose. But then again, they have Deshaun Watson, but he's not playing. So yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about Davis Mills, you know, actually doing well on our secondary because even though our offense has been lacking, we have a strong defense who made Brady um, he, he played well, but not the best, but yeah, that's my first takeaway, first key factor, just cause pressure and make turnovers from the rookie quarterback. My second takeaway is to establish the run game, which has usually, it's, it's odd, you know, we always have one of the best run games in the league, but recently we haven't had any run success in one no game. No more
0: James White.
1: No more James White with, he's out for the year, but even Damian Harris, you know, it was supposed to be his big year, you know, he had a great last eight games last year, and then this year, it's it's like, where is he? Last game, he had four rushes for a negative four yards, and uh, one game has not been there. You know, next man up, even though James White was our main back, we still have, you know, J.J. J. Taylor, Brandon Bowden, Lamondre Stevenson, who will be back this week, and, of course, Damian Harris. So if we could run, I hope we run well, the the um, Houston Texans. They have one of the worst run games in the league. If We could run well on them, then we could definitely have success on offense, which means less punts and leading to you know scoring drives, either field goals or touchdown. So yeah, if you if we do that, then build momentum, help Mac Jones have one game without a turnover. His own, which was against the Jets in Miami, was two games he didn't have a turn, turnover or
0: a touchdown. He didn't have one against t- either, right? Nope. He, uh, no, he,
1: he had one against Miami to Nelson Aguilar.
0: Well, it's the New England run game is always hit or miss. That's why in fantasy you never really take anyone unless you're in a full PPR league and you think about flexing James White. Obviously, James White's out for the year, and you from everything I read, there's JJ Taylor was supposed to be that James White, um, but it just goes to show that no matter the a player's you know relevancy, you know James White isn't as big as a name as Saquon Barkley, for instance. But James White to the New England Patriots is the equivalent of you know, a, a role player that you can rely on, like the Giants rely on Saquon, obviously not to the same extent, but you miss those checkdowns. You miss, he. you know, he's been around New England. He he knows check system. Um, you see him help out Tom Brady when they were playing side-by-side in New England. He was helping out Mac Jones to begin the year. You know, it's going to be a big loss, and I hope J.J. Taylor could step up, or even Damian Harris. Damien Harris has hands. You've seen him, you know, check it down to Harris a few times and make things happen uh Ramondre Stevenson coming back like you said earlier. So if there's any week to get your run game going it's definitely against the Houston Texans, whether that's to establish the run or whether that's to play keep away and close out the game and finish this and have this game be the first one to finish just because you're blowing out, you know, the Houston Texans and the whole fourth quarter is you chewing clock off.
1: Yeah, I agree with what you said. You know, I think they'll have a great great run game, great offense in general against the Texans. I hope so. But yeah. And my final you know key factor for this game just don't play sloppy last game against the Buccaneers it was an ugly game due due to the amount of penalties we had on our team on one drive we had two back-to-back holding calls on our same left guard which led to a third like second and 30 like you know at that point just we're gonna punt the ball but that leads to Mac Jones you know trying to be the hero and just like launching it deep into like double or triple coverage and lean into an interception. You know, we don't want that for rookie. We want, you know, him to play like what Robert Solid said for Zach Wilson, born football, just like, you know, five yards there, five yards there. And we've been doing that last game to either Hunter Henry or Johnny Smith, which I like to see. And for the defensive side we had which is rare we had a defensive call defensive penalty that led to first down, which is twelve men on the field, which is it's not acceptable at all in this league, especially under Bill Belichick's defense. You know, I'm not gonna say like our players aren't uncoachable. Like the they're, they're coachable. It's just there's just tiny mistakes like that that could lead to you know big mistakes towards the end. But back with back what i was saying with the offense, just you know a simple game plan. You know boring football. We can't let him. I don't want to see Mac Jones throwing a pick like you said for Zach Wilson for the Falcons game. You know get more touchdowns in, touchdowns in the category instead of interceptions. And just to play a perfect football game and just get the win, don't worry about stats. And yeah, that's it's short for the pages because it's against you know the Texans. But like you said, any given Sunday, I'm just hoping that we actually win and be two and three and go and step right into getting momentum towards the you know, our hard opponents like the Cowboys after the Texans.
0: And the Jets. Uh with that being said, excellent points there for your matchup against the Houston Texans. Now, quickly, before we close out this episode, give me a potential game ball and only one game ball, excuse me, and your final score prediction.
1: I'll give the game ball to Mac Jones. You know, I feel like this game is, you know, one of the be- the easier games to show why we took him with the 15th overall pick. And for my score prediction, I will say 27-14 Patriots.
0: 27-14? You're like, Houston score 14 against you guys?
1: I, th- I think, you know... With Houston, they had success on us. You know, even they don't since they don't have Deshaun Watson, they still have Brandon Cooks, who could is still you know a speed demon and could mess up the defense. But that's my safe prediction.
0: Well, we both said it. Any given Sunday, I think the New York Jets do take down the Atlanta Falcons in London, heading to two and three, letting the Falcons fall to one and four. Uh, I think it's a high-scoring game. I think it's very similar to the Titans game. I think uh, the Falcons secondary is not very good, even without those injuries. And obviously, Ridley Engage will be a massive hit to the Falcons offense. I had the New York Jets winning in the UK. That's my British accent. Didn't really sound like a British accent, but I had them taking down the Atlanta Falcons. Uh. Mmm. do 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 Uh. I got them taking down the lamb Falcons 35-26. to 26, I think it's a two-possession game. Don't ask me how they only score 26 and not the casual 27 or 28, but I think it's 35-26. Zach Wilson has another you know, impressive performance, a hopefully turnover-free performance. He won't get my game ball, though. I think my game ball will go to Corey Davis. No revenge game this time against a former team, but he is playing a very, very depleted secondary so there we have it we look forward to our predictions hopefully coming true and both of our beloved teams heading home with a win that's a wrap on our third official episode thank you guys so much for tuning in once again feel free to subscribe on spotify and alongside with that feel free to follow our official instagram Mac.zac excuse me i always mess this up zack at instagram.com or the official instagram app once again, we love discussing our New York Jets and New England Patriots. Go watch some football. Go root your favorite team, whether it is Mac Jones's Patriots or Zach Wilson's New, uh, New York Jets. And we'll see you next week. Have an excellent day.